The Perth Wedding Minds Podcast, bringing you the latest advice and inspiration to help you achieve your dream wedding with your hosts, Adam, Eden, and Seth. Welcome back, everybody, to the Perth Wedding Minds Podcast. I'm your host, Seth. We have a guest on today who is very good with the makeup and also very good with the hair. Her name is Lindsay Cliff. That's right. And uh, yeah, well, I would love to just um, have you talk about yourself and introduce yourself, tell me what you do, and then we'll start the round of questions for everybody out there that wants to, uh, to, to learn a little bit more about the uh, makeup side of things when it comes to weddings yep. and preparation and all of that. So, Lindsay, welcome. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Um, so, yeah, my name is Lindsay Cliff. Um, I'm the creative director of Starlet Concepts, which is a um, uh, makeup and hair artistry business. Uh, and we do specialize in bridal. So it does cover a lot of um, other areas, you know, commercial, editorial, etc. But um, the wedding industry is um, our bread and butter because everyone gets married um, throughout the year. Um, yeah, so over the years, um, we've uh, built up the team. So um, I'm personally a makeup artist. Um, I have uh, four or five other makeup artists who subcontract to me and the same in terms of hairstylist. So I actually don't personally do hair, but because we deal with weddings, um, I wouldn't be able to do both anyway. It's so. a good it's a good collaboration. Yeah. So they work hand in hand really well together. Completely. And I think the benefit of having a hair and makeup business, I mean there's quite a few benefits, but one, if um if I have a wedding and it's uh, south of the river, I'm based north and they want a hairstylist, I will have a hairstylist that lives south of the river and that would help, for example, save on any travel costs associated with that. And it's just easier in terms of um, trials, etc. Um, and then all the artists actually live right across Perth. So I'll have like a couple north of the river, a couple south of the river, and then a couple east. Um, so, and we all work together all the time. So it makes a really beautiful dynamic. Like on the wedding day, there's a really good banter. We know each other really well, our timelines and our timings and all of that kind of stuff is just in harmony, etc. And it just makes, I mean, you're spending a lot of time with the bride and the bridal party, you know, sometimes six, seven hours. So, um, that's a big chunk of the wedding day and they want to, I guess the bride wants to have a really good atmosphere and singing and dancing and bantering. And I have been known to sing a little bit, not very well, um, but it just adds to the day. And that's something that I really am proud of, something that I enjoy and something that a team gives value to. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah. And you, you mentioned the word trials before. And as a photographer, it's really important to to um, have the clients with the right makeup and, mm. you know, and go through it. Because on the day sometimes without trials, uh, coming from a modeling background, um, the 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 makeup is just off. So mm. explain to me a little bit about trials and, and how that works. Yes. Yeah, so um, a trial is is very important. Um, I would recommend to any bride to definitely have a, a trial, a hair and makeup trial for at least for themselves. Some brides like to go further and like to bring along um, bridesmaids, occasionally all the bridesmaids, occasionally all the bridesmaids and the mum. It depends on, you know, what how deep you want to get involved, how much money you want to spend, etc. So in terms of the trial, um, 
before we even start the trial, I will have a consultation form. Um, and I should also add that wherever possible, you will we will try and do the hair and makeup trial on the same day, uh, sometimes on the same location. So at my studio, I have a makeup um, station, which is mine, and then I've got a dedicated hair studio. So occasionally the stylist will come to to me to do that. Um, occasionally you might have to go to the hairstylist studio because they're they're busy, they have their own jobs, etc. Um, but in terms of the trial, how it works is uh, there's a consultation form. On that form, I learn a lot about the bride, so into all the details regarding the wedding, but then also details about. Um, you know, for example, their skin, what sort of look they're going for. Do they have any allergies? Do they have any sensitivity? Um, what's the overall theme, etc. cetera? Um, all those kinds of things. So once, because I, the thing with makeup is you can go from zero to a hundred really quickly. You've got your brides that want supernatural, and then you want your brides that want to be an ultra glamazon boss. And then there are brides that mainly want to be somewhere in between, which is more of like a soft glam. So for makeup artists, it's really in particular, it's really important to ask lots of questions about them before you even begin the ap uh, makeup application process. So um, do you wear much makeup? What, what foundation do you use? Um, uh, a, a question that I ask a lot, which is really a really good guide or really helpful for me is I say, have you had your makeup done before? And they go, yes. And I go, did you like it? And they might go, yeah, yeah. I said, it was, is there anything that you didn't like about it? And they might go, oh, my brows are too heavy or um, oh, my, the foundation was the wrong colour. The and contouring's that, off. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and that gives me a really good insight into, so for example, eyebrows, it's a very trendy, on-trend thing. Some people like them supernatural and others like them really slick back and, and um, uh I don't know, defined and detailed, etc. Some like them darker than their natural brows, some don't. So, for example, with eyebrows, I actually ask a lot of questions like, do you usually style them? What products do you use, etc.? Um, because if one thing is off, that might, you know, not upset the bride, but it might deter the bride. Um, it it will put, definitely put her off. Like, uh, and that's and that goes for any any makeup job. Like if you go out and and you're about to take photos, if mm. you feel like you're not confident with how your face looks, mm. your 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 face itself, you're not going to give it off the right vibe. Yeah. So you know, it starts with the makeup. Um, totally. And then, and then transits translates into the hair. But going going back, we'll, we'll, we'll head back into the rant. Mm. I loved every second of that. Um, how long have you been doing this for? Because you say you've got a studio, you've got a couple of uh, makeup artists and hairdressers with you. How long have you been doing this for? So mine is a bit of an interesting story, and I do get asked by my brides and my clients all the time, like, oh, how long have you been a makeup artist? And the answer is not sort of quite straightforward. It's, it's I'll start from the very beginning of where I began my makeup journey, um, which was when I was around 19. I moved, I'm from South Africa originally. Um, I, when I finished high school, I moved to America for six months. And then from America, I moved to London. And in London, I got a job in a nightclub. And in that nightclub, there were dancers who would come and get ready in the back with the lights in the studio and they used to do their makeup. And this is well before the Kardashians were around and um, before contouring and brows and all that kind of stuff was a thing. And they were, these dancers were applying their makeup with all those techniques that hadn't sort of made it to the mainstream yet. Um, so I learned there, but I guess my interest in it came from having a background in art. So um, in high school uh, and through even primary school and even after school, I always painted like oil, acrylic, etc. cetera. Um, so I think you ha I had that basic color concept, blending, 
um, background, which I think is really important for um, the technical skills that you need. Um, so basically, I started when I was 19, but never did it as a job. I just more so did it as a hobby. Uh, it was just something that I, I like to do for friends and family occasionally, but never a career. I didn't think I could have a career in it. Um, so I, you know, I went off and studied advertising and marketing, eventually met my now husband. We moved over to Australia around 11 years ago. That's four continents if I'm keeping count. Yes. So um, Africa, North America, Australia and Europe. All Amazing. by the age of 24. So, which the irony is uh, the first time I caught an airplane was when I was 18, when I moved to America. So, yeah, from not, never catching an airplane to then living on four continents was a, a, quite interesting. But we've been here for 11 years. My husband's Australian and, yeah, I've never looked back. So, in terms of how I got into it, basically my... One of my very best friends here in Perth, um, she actually is a makeup artist. Um, she was from the UK and when she moved here, she worked at Napoleon. She became the manager of Napoleon. She, when she finished that, she opened up her own um, makeup uh, wedding business um, called Victoria Shades. And um, she then got a team of hairstylists to assist her with weddings and um, and I wasn't actually in the, the makeup industry yet. And one day what happened was, and this is probably about five or six years ago, she had to attend a funeral and she knew that I was good at makeup, et cetera. And she said, oh, I need to go to this funeral. Do you mind doing the wedding for me, the wedding makeup for me? And I went, oh no, I'm not qualified uh, to do that. So um, I guess that gave me the push to then go get a qualification because I was like, oh wow, that would be really cool. You know, as just a bit of a novelty. I guess. And um, I think when I heard you talking on your podcast about yourself, I think you also mentioned that you, you, your first wedding was like a one-off. Yeah, and I got roped into it. Mm. I was like, I don't want to do this. And it was just a second second shoot. And I was like, oh. And then he said, oh, you got nothing to lose, even if you take bad photos. Yeah. At least, you know, I've got some sort of backup. Yeah. And then that's when I grew the confidence the from bug. there. And I was like, I can actually do this and I'm not stressed about the day. Like mm. I'm not I'm not not worried about how hectic it is. I love it. I love the challenge. Yeah. But but for you you would have you say, say you would have yeah. similar position. Well, yeah, but I mean I th I think for me and it was amazing that she had that confidence in me and you know looking back in hindsight I probably could have done it, but I think in my head I was like I'm not qualified. So it gave me the push to then, you know, study and, and do the work. And it, it turns out that, I, to be honest, I didn't know a lot of the stuff that I learned, but at least I had that qualification behind me. You got that confidence. Yeah, a little bit of confidence. And um, uh, I mean, a few other things then happened. Like I still had my other job that I did uh, during the week and um, I um, w decided that I, I was going to maybe pursue something in the retail industry in terms of makeup as like a side, um, side hustle. And so I ended up um, getting a job at Clinique and um, I kept my sort of day job and just had, did it uh, sort of part-time and I was doing all the events. So I was traveling to the different stores across across Perth and it wasn't just makeup, it was also skincare, but it taught me a lot about skin and a lot about, you know, different skin types, which is really important when um, choosing makeup and choosing primers and that kind of thing. Um, and then what really pushed me to, to start my own business was that unfortunately my mum passed away. And when I went back to South Africa, I just sort of had this epiphany that life's too short to not do what you're really passionate about. And um, that's when I decided to to quit my job and focus on makeup solely. And that was about four or five years ago. Um, and yeah, I opened up my business um, very slowly. I obviously didn't have a lot, a big portfolio. 
So um, I I worked extremely hard in that first year. I did a lot of networking, joined all the groups. Um, I teamed up with my first hairstylist, who's a very, very, very good friend of mine. She doesn't do it anymore, anymore but her name is Naomi. And we joined up as a, a hair and makeup duo. And what we did in that first year, which I don't recommend to everyone, but it, it worked for us, is we did free trials. So we would do a free makeup trial and a free hair trial um, at the same time, on the same day. And basically what happened with that is just everyone's booked. And so we would get a deposit and then that deposit kind of felt like getting paid for the trial. And so it was a really great, great way to get clients in at that point. And I, I understand that not everyone is, is in the position to do that. Um, well, you're starting off though. That's, yeah. that's the correct way to do it. Yeah, and yeah. I think it was really clever for us. We I, we both grew really incredibly. I think the first year we must have had well over 50 or 60 weddings and it's just increased. So wow. 70 first weddings. Year. Last year I did 96 weddings. Amazing. And that's just myself. That's not my team. So going through the diary and physically counting how many, and there might be one person, but hey, that's one bride. It's still a wedding. <laughs> and sometimes it'll be two weddings in a day, um, sometimes four or five weddings in a week, um, and sometimes nothing. But overall, yeah, just sort of grew. And, uh, and how long before you decided to go, I'm going to add some hairdressers into the mix? So that's a really good question. And I, I think initially because – because it grew so quickly and what was happening a lot is I would get inquiries like, oh, you were free on this day. And because there's a lot of very popular days and, you know, there's only one of you, well, one of you essentially, I was just de declining and I was going, no, sorry, no, sorry, I'm, I'm busy, I'm busy. And then people would go like, is it, do you know anyone else that is as good as you? Or do you, can, is anyone else you would recommend? And the truth of the matter is in this industry, you do work with other people that, you know, yeah. there's some incredibly talented makeup artists and hairstylists in Perth. Yeah. You've got to outsource where you can and, you know, cause you'll get it back in return. Yeah. Yeah. So my first, uh, makeup artists, uh, cause originally it was just makeup artists. And then I think when Naomi stopped doing hair, I was like, right, this is the opportunity to, to, to grow the hair side of things. Cause I still wanted to keep that team dynamic. And um, so my first makeup artist was actually a good friend of mine, Jessie, who worked with me at Clinique. She then went on to Mac and was um, assistant manager of the store in Perth. Um, really amazing makeup artist, beautiful human. And to me, it is really important to be good at your job, but you also have to be like a really good human. You have to enjoy it too. Yeah. yeah. Someone that's passionate, someone that's really friendly, someone that's going to have a laugh with your client, make them feel comfortable. And Jessie has that in spades. Um, so she was my first and she's still um, with me today. And, um, and then from there, she then introduced Michaela, who was the actual manager of Mac in the city, another incredibly talented artist. Um, and then I found Lisa who lives um, uh, like the Eastern suburbs, so close to the Swan Valley. She's been doing it for 10 years. She's done telethon, etc. cetera. Um, I've got another quite a recent makeup artist, Megan. She's uh, actually lives in Marmion. So that's really helpful for me because I live in Marmion and often I don't have uh, capacity to take on clients, especially if it's like a ball or a event or a night. And that's easy for me to go, Oh, I've got a makeup artist. She lives down the road from me. And she's also very, very good. 
Um, so yeah, it's been kind of like a slow burn. And I think how it evolved to having so many is we'd all be booked on that day. And I'd be like, damn, I need to get another one because we're all booked, not necessarily all with my work, but they have their own businesses as well. Um, so just it organically grew. And in terms of my main hairstylist, Sarah, she lives really close to me. We met at a wedding. I just fell in love with her at first sight. I loved her personality. Uh, We got on really, really well. And then she got Erica on board who she worked with for years and years um yeah and we've got a few a few others we've got sheree that's south of the river she does makeup hair and nails um yeah we've got maggie who kind of floats we've got Kristen, who's or kirsten she lives north so yeah everyone such a massive team it is i know i'm trying <laughs> to keep track like can't count them in yeah. my in my head but um mm. yeah they're all beautiful mm. and um you know we're not all fully booked all the time i mean i'm pretty pretty chuckers but it's nice to have to know that there's a team and particularly if someone gets sick for example and they can't make the wedding for whatever reason it's never happened to me but say hypothetically they can't make the weddings uh there would always be someone in the team to have as backup and the same goes with a large booking so we specialize in large bookings so if it's 10 to 12 people um i would then have two makeup artists two hairstylists so yeah, it works. That sounds like a hectic day. That sounds like a really hectic day. It's a day. fun day. I'm like already trying to figure out how I'd photograph that sort of um, scene with um, two makeups and yeah. two headdresses. That's so cool. It's it's interesting, but it's it's. I find that the more people there are at the wedding, the more fun there is. Oh, yeah. It's got a real yeah. buzz to it. And um, especially when there's four of us, there's all bantering, we're all chatting to everyone. It's just a really happy time. It's such a great job. Do you go down south at all? Yeah, we do. Um, we go down south. I've done a couple of weddings in Margaret River, Metricup, which is basically Margaret River, Dunsborough. Uh, I've got one coming up in Bunker Bay. Oh, I love that place. Yeah. That's one of my favorite down south places yeah. to, to do the weddings. I've done three there. Bunker Bay is outstanding. Yeah. Yeah. Have you been to the houses there, the the homestays? No. They've got like a they? like just just down the road from Bunker Bay. There's like a little kind of street, and there's a few houses that you can rent out for the wedding. Yeah, we we stayed there. Um, we went there last year, late mm. last year, to do one. Um, a lady called Bree and Sean were getting married, mm. and they had this five bedroom house with a bit of a loft, and the lighting was perfect in mm. every room. Oh, getting good lighting! And it was so good. It's like amazing. every time I go to a client's house to do bridal prep photos. I'm just like, please, please be in a good room, natural light. Yeah. No, and and for you, like I got this from um, Sabine, my fiance. Um, she said to me, "You need to do, you need to do the makeup in the lighting that is." similar to what you're going to be like in the ceremony. Mm. And I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. You don't want to do it in artificial light. You don't want to do it where the light is coming in from the side because yeah. it's going to be uneven. Mm. You know, all these things. I'm like, I never knew that. That's a good mm. tip. And then um, when I get there, sometimes it's like ceiling light, that's it. And oh, I'm like, it's nightmare. how? How yeah. is this going to work? Yeah. And then, yeah, so... How do you normally set up when you when you arrive at a client's house? Yeah, another good question. I mean, I, I think probably like photographers, makeup artists are probably the closest to really analysing the light. And um, I think like most good makeup artists, uh, makeup artists would 
always come with a ring light. So um, I actually, I look like a complete and utter pack horse when I get to clients' houses. I've got a big kit. I've got like another bag. I've got my brush bag. I've got a chair. So I take my chair absolutely everywhere. Um, it's a good ergonomic height. Um, it's got like a little drink holder. Um, it's got my little tag at the back. And then I bring my, my ring light, which is in a bag. And then I've also got a tripod. Yeah. So that's a lot of, of things. I've seen that firsthand. She came over today because <laughs> uh, the way that I've, I've met Lindsay was uh, Sabine. We met Sabine and I getting married and uh, Lindsay Yay. is the makeup artist for her. And, and I was a bit shocked because Sabine normally doesn't let anyone else do her makeup and she was super impressed with you. And I was just like wow, this skill must be good because <laughs> she did her makeup course and then she's really good with it yeah. and now I'm just like. Yeah, I've seen. She's amazing. When, yeah, and then when, when I saw your job, mm. it wasn't quite what she's normally used to mm. but I was just like, I'm like looking at the cheekbones <laughs> and I'm looking at the eyeshadow and just just the consistency and the flow. Yeah, um, it's like a work of art. It is because yeah. when I when I do um, model photography or when I see the brides with their final makeup, I'm just like. Oh, am I going to have to edit something mm. in this photo because I don't know? There's like a random patch that's mm. just been done wrong. Um, it hasn't really happened for weddings, but for modeling stuff, there's been yeah. some moments. But yeah, for yourself, you've got yeah, you've got all your stuff here, and it's really uh, it's really cool. Yeah. And and I, I know that the more that you have, um, and like the more into it, you're really into it, which is really mm, cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm completely into it. And, uh, you know, it's, it can be a bit of a pain often going to the city. And I don't charge very much for travel fees, if at all. Like if it's within 30 minutes, I actually don't charge anything for travel, even yeah. though I'm taking all my stuff out, et cetera. And just as a side note, the reason why I do that is because I, I'm a mobile wedding makeup artist. It is my job. Um, I work from my kit. I so I do understand how some people have to pack up their their beauty room or whatever and put it away, but I'm pretty much always working from my kit. And also if I'm doing a wedding of five or six people, you know, that's like a full day's work. And so for me, I view it as driving to work. Yeah. And I know that a lot of vendors um, have their travel fees and I, that's completely, I completely understand. But from my point of view, if it's within sort of 30 minutes, um, I I don't charge for that. But in terms of going into the city and just in terms of carrying all the stuff, I do charge $20 just to cover parking and the fact that I have to carry all the stuff and usually yeah. you have to go to concierge, drop everything off, find parking, walk <sighs> back, go up the go up the elevator and then do that whole process again. So come back yeah. down, leave your kit, go get your car, come back to concierge, pack up your car. So There's extra time for you. Oh, it's it's a, it's a huge commitment and I'm waiting for the day that I put my back out every time I'm like hauling my stuff up into my car. Do but- you go to the gym? I do, but I've actually sprained my ankle a couple of times lately. I think because of COVID, I wasn't really exercising. And then I went straight back into netball. And I've, yeah, I've done my ankle a few times. So how do you, I mean, oh, wow, you're playing sport and you're doing this. Yeah, that's but this amazing. is my full-time job. Yeah. So I don't actually have um, any other work. I know that's also quite yeah. unusual for wedding vendors. This is my this is my baby. This is my bread and butter. I also have two kids. So Super mum. Yeah, so there's a lot of sport. There's a lot for them. Um, you know, my daughter's got piano. My son does soccer three times a week. There's karate. There's acro. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then I work every Friday, Saturday, quite often Sundays. Yeah. I have I have a massive fear. Like I used to play football, mm. uh, AFL, profession, uh, semi-professionally in the West Australian Football League, and 
I, I am tempted to kind of look back into it, not going to mm. lie, but I've got so many weddings booked yeah. every weekend, which yeah. kind of defeats the purpose of being a footy player. Mm. But just that fear of injury, I'm just yeah. like, no way. Yeah, well, I don't want to be hobbling around. But I think that sport and exercise um, – like uh, conditions you, yeah. you know, so maybe I'm not getting an injury because I'm fit from yeah, doing sports. Right. So yeah, you have to look at it like yeah. that. The, I guess, I guess different sports as well, but there's those ankles. I couldn't imagine spraining my ankle and having to do a 10 hour wedding photography. Yeah. Day. Well, actually I, ha- I had a client um, books a couple of weeks ago and I sprained my ankle for the third time and it was really quite bad. It was on a Thursday morning and I was had a full day on the Saturday, the Friday and the Saturday. And I had, it was one client and um, I called her and I said, look, I've just spread my ankle really badly. I don't think I'm going to be able to stand. I was like, but I've got someone else in my team that I'm sure will be able to, yeah. to do it in my place. Yeah. And it's the first time that's ever happened because I couldn't physically stand. And she was very understanding and um, uh, she managed to get to get someone else before I, I had to even ask anyone else. But um yeah, that 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 was it. But you know, if it was a wedding, because I said to her, look, if we can't, I'll, I'll still do it. I'll do it on one leg. It's I, like uh, you are more important to me than than that. And if it was a wedding, yeah, you would just you just battle through. <laughs> um, and I've battled through a lot of things at weddings because to let a bride down is just my absolute worst. Fear. Absolutely, I can't I can't imagine like. Oh, it's scary. That's mm. scary to me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm very punctual and I want to go um, under offer, over deliver and, yes. and making sure, you know, they're, they're completely satisfied, not just with the product, but mm. with the experience of having me there. Totally, yeah. totally. I mean, for me, and I think where the confidence comes in is just over the years, getting these beautiful reviews of, 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 of brides who say like, Lindsay was such a joy, you know, she was singing and made, made us wonder why, why she wasn't invited to the wedding you know like <laughs> you you, you want to be immersed in that bridal party yeah, and yeah. you know not overpower them and I'm, and I'm a quite a loud gregarious type of person anyway <laughs> um but just have have the experience you know it's a it's you know you spend a lot of money for for one day and you're there for many hours in the prep um, as a woman <laughs> and yeah you just want to have a good time and you want to look amazing you want to feel amazing and um yeah that's the sort of service that I want to give to every single bride you know. Love that. Love mm. that. All right. So we're going to take a break uh, uh, and we're going to come right back and talk about um, some frequently asked questions uh, that I'm going to fire away at you okay. uh, after mm-hmm. these short messages. What is up, guys? The Perth Wedding Minds podcast now has Instagram and Facebook. We are still babies, but the podcast is going strong. If you would like to support us We would love to have you follow us on Instagram and Facebook. The best thing is you get to see and hear when the next episode is up with a few previews, including videos of our guests and uh, a few sneak peeks into the intel on who we interview next. Looking forward to seeing you guys on there. And if you have any questions or feedback, we'd love to hear from you at Perth Wedding Minds for Instagram and Perth Wedding Minds on Facebook. Thanks for tuning in. Back to the show. Thank you for joining us back on the Perth Wedding Minds podcast. We're here with Lindsay, the makeup artist guru, with uh, a massive team of uh, makeup artists, hairdressers, and uh, yeah, we're going to fire away some questions now for you. Uh, and I'm going to go completely just random questions that, that I would ask as a uh, husband-to-be 
and um, hopefully channel my inner flamboyant side. <laughs> so um, let's say the scenario is you just get an inquiry. Uh, I would The first question I would ask my makeup artist if I'm getting my face done is – uh, what are your packages like? Um, uh, not so much the price, because that's that's for mm. you for you to talk to them about. But um, what what is the uh, start to finish for me? What's it going to be like? So um, I guess when you get an inquiry, they do um, vary in terms of the questions. I think the main things that I should that a lot of people don't put in that. I've actually put in my Facebook um, reply, automatic reply messages. Thank you for contacting Starlet Concepts. If you're inquiring regarding a wedding quote, please include location, date, bridal party size, um, etc. And we'll re- respond when we can because quite often people go, "Hi, how much? How much are you?" And I'm like, "Well, I book out 12 months in advance. So how about you kind of give me a date in the nicest way possible first, and then we can actually see whether we've got availability, um, etc." Also, um, the way that we work, um, and I like my prices to be extremely transparent. So all my pricing is on the website, and we actually do have package prices for four or more people. So if there's one person, it's one price. If it's two, it's a little bit less. Three, a little bit less, and then four is the blanket. Fee. So if you've got eight people and you need two stylists, you're just going to get the same price yeah. um, because it's four per stylist. Yeah. Um, and that's broken down. Um, so, yeah, you can have just makeup, you can have hair and makeup, you can have them combined. There's no sort of discounted rate if they're combined, but there is a discounted rate for four or more people in the bridal party. Excellent, excellent. So so let's say um, I'm, I'm interested and then um, I, one, uh, one question I would ask is, can I? Can you use my makeup, or do you? Or do you? Has, has anyone actually ever asked you that? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I think the main thing with in regards to that question is uh, people that have sensitive skin. Um. They might say I'm extremely sensitive, or my mum's got extremely sensitive skin. Is it okay if we use her makeup? Um. And the answer is always, of course, if that's what you how you feel more comfortable. However, I do advise my brides that I do have a whole range of makeup for sensitive skin. Um, as mentioned previously, I worked for Clinique. Their um, main selling point was that it's 100% fragrance-free. It's it's basically like device for people with sensitive skin. Um, but if if they still feel more comfortable using their own makeup, then yeah, as a true professional, you what I, what I say to my brides is it's your wedding, your rules. So I will literally jump through hoops of fire if that's what you want. You know, it's your day. So if you want to use your own lashes or your own makeup or your favorite blusher or whatever it might be, then then of course. But usually they 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 trust my judgment on those things. Talking about your three most popular um, face combos, I don't know what mm. they're called, but let's go with the standard natural, the extra glam, and mm. the over the top. I want to look like a, mm. a queen. Yeah. Um, Time frame. How long does it take per person? Um, it's funny. Starting with the standard. Yeah. So, I mean, I think just to say about the like natural uh, soft glam and then ultra glam, th- that in itself is a whole conversation that I have with my clients because um, especially if they want to have natural, I have to go through the fact that I can make your, your makeup very natural, but you still always need a little bit more just for the camera. Otherwise, it will look like Dull. you're not wearing yep. any makeup on. And sometimes I'll show them an example of like, this is a very natural bride in the photograph. Like you can see, you, it still looks like it's professionally done in person, but it doesn't translate through the, the camera. Um, so just that initial coaching, I think, is important. In terms of um, 
time capacity. The more natural you are, I think, as a general rule, the, the, the quicker it is to, to do. But however, there's still a lot of technique and a lot of process in doing a natural skin so or a natural face. Um, you know, there's multiple primers and illuminators. Um, you know, that bride might, might not necessarily be wanting lashes, so that, that, that will save time there. Uh, they might not want any dramatic wings. That will save time there. But in terms of eyeshadow and prepping the skin, et cetera, it still takes some time. So if you're having your makeup done um, and it taking, it's taking them less than 45 minutes, I would be concerned. Um, was that was that because of experience rushed or I, just uh, I think so, less attention to detail? I think for me, I, I'm not sure. I think for me, I have so many processes in what I do that even if you have a very natural, you request very natural makeup, I'm still. Um, I'm still prepping the skin. So that, that, I mean, that in itself is a process before you even begin the application yeah. process. And then you, you put foundation on for, for example, but you shouldn't just stop there. You should be adding in some sort of contour, um, highlights that could be using cream products first and then layering with powder products, obviously very lightly. And then the setting as well. Yeah. And then setting it. And, you know, um, if you're having natural, you might be having individual lashes rather than a strip lash and individual lashes actually take longer to apply. Wouldn't, wouldn't you do individual lashes, um, before before all of this? Uh, you mean like day? eyelash extensions? Yeah. Um, so some people do choose to to wear eyelash extensions um, for their wedding day. I personally don't like it and wouldn't recommend it for a couple of reasons. The first reason is that often when you apply eyeshadow to a bride that has extensions, you're going to get a lot of that drop down and that fallout from the glitters and from whatever onto the extensions. And you're not meant to put mascara on there. Um, the second thing is that sometimes the brides had the extensions for like a week and they're a bit gappy and, you know, they have... The mascara starts to kind of clunk up. Well, you can't actually put mascara on on extensions, although sometimes I do. I go, well, this is a wedding day. I'm going to do it. I'm sorry. Um, and sometimes I have to add, add in individual lashes bet between that. But I think um, individual lashes, if done right, can look like... It, Way better than extensions. Absolutely, you know? it looks because you custom you yeah, custom fit it to the yeah. eye. I mean, I don't need natural. I need eyelash extensions. I'm <laughs> I'm very blessed. But like going back to the the question, I kind of it's kind of redundant now. I feel um, because um, they're not paying you per hour; they're paying you for the result. Mm. Um, the reason why I ask is more for actually the photographer side of things mm. too. Because when I ask the clients, "Hey, do you want um, bridal prep?" photos and mm. they're like oh we're not sure how long it's going to take mm. uh, i mean traditionally 99% of the time they don't want photos before they put their makeup on mm. and if they do i'm there for 2 3 hours before mm. the before the end of the prep you know i bounce between the guys and the girls and but uh, the reason why i asked you originally is how you normally do the bride last, is that correct? So I actually, I've just learned over the years that no, I don't like to do the bride last. I like to do the bride second last. Um, and that's just so that everyone is completely, so I should start by saying that I actually send out an email to my brides, uh, quite a detailed email, all about timelines, all about what they should do to prepare before the day. So it might be when to have your tan, when to have your eyelash, um, your eyebrows waxed, when, um, how to prep your skin. So much value. I love it. Yeah. So, I mean, even Sabine, I've sent her an email when I sent through the invoice for deposit. And every time I send out an invoice for a deposit, I will send the email that basically highlights, um, there's bridal prep for your makeup 
before your wedding day and bridal prep for your hair before your wedding day and then bridal prep for your makeup on your wedding day and then bridal prep <laughs> for your hair on your wedding day and what are the things that you need to do before. So I talk about when when you should have your facials, what skincare you should be using. So in terms of, you know, the, the, the biggest um, hurdle I think for makeup artists is when clients have really dry skin because that ha sort of has an impact on how the foundation sits on yeah. the skin. So having that really good skin prep before your, your wedding day is really important. And I talk about timing. So I say in the email, I take, I need at least, uh, I said it takes 45 to minutes to an hour um, and we alternate with the hairstylist. So if you've got six people, ideally we would prefer six hours, but if it's five hours, that's still durable. Like we're not going to be rushing, but six hours is ideal. Um, and then you, I said my brides, you all need to be finished at least an hour before your ceremony. If you're getting ready near where you're getting married. Yeah, because that gives us time for um, the bridal party photos. Photos. Potential reveal. Reveal, um, yeah. Uh, Drink champagne. Yes. Like take your time in getting yeah. dressed. The stress a little bit. Yeah, the dress part, obviously. Because yeah. um, you're still in your gowns and once you get your dress on, you know, you, you may look at some final touches mm. um, and then that's when I get my um, my favourite photos of the bride by the window kind of yes. looking out. Maybe the perfume shot, yes. you know. Um, and then and then when I um, when the brides go out, so one of, one of my things that I do is Hey, whereabouts is where's the ceremony going to be? Mm. If it's on the beach, I try to tell them don't be too um, stressed about the hair, mm, too anal yeah. about the hair. I got married near the beach and it was a very windy day, yep. and yeah, I can totally relate to that. There's like, nothing you can do yeah. about it. <laughs> I mean, you can curl your hair, you can set your hair, you can um, put some bobby pins mm. in there to keep it down. But if it's windy, you yeah, know, you're going to be it's game over. And, yeah. and and the biggest tip that I give every bride is make sure you're facing into the wind. Mm. Don't face away from the wind because yeah. that hair is going to fold right back into you. I mean, my hairstylists do discuss with our clients um, that kind of um, scenario. And definitely if it is a beach wedding or it's a particularly windy day, um, we would suggest having their hair out. But, you know, some like I said, the bride's wedding, it's a, I said to my clients, your wedding, your rules. So if she wants her hair done, that's fine. But just to mentally prepare her for, for what's going to happen, et cetera. Okay, excellent. Um, next question about, yes. the, uh, about the experience. So I'm the bride. I'm asking you some stuff. And uh, what, sort of, uh, what sort of recommendations? Do, do you make recommendations or do you kind of let them run the yeah, show? Yeah, so it really depends. I guess each bride is different. So, um, for example, I would say what colour the bridesmaid's dresses, what colour are the flowers. And then I guess it also ties back into um, what style of makeup they want, if they want it natural, soft, glam. Um some clients have no clue. They don't wear makeup. They're, they're not sure. And I will say to them, just go find a couple of pictures that you like. And then when they show it to me, I say, now, what do you like about the photo? Um, because they might show a photo and they might just like the glowiness of the skin, but the they've got black eyeliner. So you have to be very... Um, good at picking out the things that they like and because I might go, oh, well, that's a really bold eye. And they go, oh, no, no, I don't want the bold eye. I just really like the skin. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, someone might say, oh, I've got burgundy dresses or I've got like champagne or yeah. I've got th this sort of flower arrangement. Yeah, the Q&A, the Q&A back and forth and mm. then and then that that's when the trial comes yeah. in and that's when uh, yeah. you solidify whether or not. Yeah. Uh, have you ever had someone just completely go, oh, my God, the trials are horrible and we need to change it up? Um, no, I don't think, I don't think anyone would say the trial is horrible because at the end of the day they've booked no, me. No, 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 not, not, I mean like not horrible, but like not what they were thinking. Yeah, 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 of course. And the thing with makeup is 
it's there's so much there's so much to it there's so many different um ways of interpretations so should I say so um what I I've not met a client before I don't know how they wear their makeup or the colors that they use and it's just my interpretation based on their skin coloring etc so if someone's got um like a yellow based skin tone then I'd be more inclined to use warm colors on the eyes um or if someone's got blue eyes I just automatically want to put like warmth on their eyes to bring out the blue of their eyes if someone um if they're wearing like a lavender type dress then I'd be more inclined to go with more cool tone sort of colors um but again it, it just depends on what the, the bride is, is after yeah, of course. and what, sort of how I visualize it but a hundred percent if someone I say to my clients before they leave I say I'm going to write down every single product that I've used at your trial I was like however please 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 message me email me or tell me if you would like any changes because I do not mind. This is your day. You know, I already know that my ability is like semi good. You know, I'm not going to take offense if, yeah. if you don't, if, if you don't like the eyeshadow color, as long as you have a faith in my ability, yeah. because I can change that. That's, that's totally fine. So, so, so that happens. And like so, lipstick, for example, is a very personal choice. I actually say to my brides in my email to go out and buy your dream lipstick. Of course, I can tell you what lipstick I've used at the trial, but having worked on counter and someone goes, I want pink. And they're like, but I want a pink that's like got a little bit of like purple in it, but I want it to be like shiny, but like not too shiny. And I want it to be like, the, so, and it's such a personal choice. Like for me, I like really neutrals, brown tones. If someone put pink on me, I'd be like, what, what is this? You know, it's such a personal choice. So, um, it doesn't work, work with the brown eyes. Yeah. No, <laughs> it doesn't. no it doesn't. It, well, it, they do say, they do have a saying that people with brown eyes can sort of pull off any color, but with people's skin tones, um, you know, I can put a red lip on someone and I'm like, you are a goddess. Yeah. And I could put a red lip on someone else and be like, you look like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, it's not necessarily the the lip color. It's just how it sits. And I think as an artist or a makeup artist, you sort of have to know what's going to work with some people and what doesn't. And sometimes it happens. Sometimes I put a lipstick on someone and I go, I'm actually going to take that off. I thought that was the right color for you. But every lip color, for example, is different. And so you put one shade on one person and it's going to throw different on a different person with the same color. Has, so. has a client ever went and said, I love this, but you absolutely went. Oh, I don't think so. Uh, no, no. I mean, every like sometimes I look at my clients and I go, "Oh, you're just a work of art." Like I'm so proud of this. And then <laughs> other times you go, "Yeah, you look, you look nice." But I, I've never thought, "Oh, this is horrendous. What have I done?" <laughs> I'd, yeah, I'd hope you know maybe in, when I was practicing in the beginning of that course, would happen. Yeah. Um, but now I think I've just got to a point where I'm I'm quietly confident. And to be honest with you, once you do a couple of looks, it's not like you, you've got this range of twenty looks. Like I probably have five different looks that I kind of rotate. So I've kind of mastered them. Yeah, and then slightly tweak uh, them. Yeah, tweak them of towards course. the person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, talking about before about frustrations and and things. What are some pet peeves that clients do? Oh, in terms of what, like on the day or? Uh, just an all round from start to finish, any, um, any time. Just two or three will do. Oh, two or three. I can't even think of one. Um, <laughs> okay, one if you can. Um, Something that, that, that like, makes, makes your uh, job a little bit harder. Um, oh, gosh. I can't. The only thing I could maybe think is like uh, when brides email 
constantly late at night. Like, because I'm very extreme, and maybe this is partly my fault. I'm extremely responsive with I'm messages. So I get notifications on my phone and I might be sitting watching something on Netflix with my husband and then ding, the, the, phone, the phone goes off. And I, I'm like, if I don't respond to this now, I'm never going to respond to it. Um, and and in and, and that sense, it's amazing because everyone's like, your customer service is amazing. And I'm like, it's only amazing because I'm super responsive because if I don't answer it, I'm going to have 20 other emails tomorrow and I'm going to forget about yours. So I guess that it's maybe late, late emails, but that's partly my fault because they're not expecting me to reply yeah, yeah. straight away. Um, what else? Uh, yeah, I, I can't really think. Well, like, it's a pretty great job. Like people yeah. are generally happy. People, the question I get asked a lot actually is, have you had any bridezillas? I get this all that's the time. The that's the one. Yeah. So I get that all the time. And the answer is no, not really. Um, like I, I think like the way that I've positioned my business is I'm not the most expensive. I'm not the cheapest. I'm just that happy place in between. And I don't think that a lot of my brides are super highly strung. Like they want someone that's good and good value. Um, they're not paying like this extortionate price where it has to be perfection all the time, you know? And yeah, I think it just really works for me. And I think that I get just get those brides that are really easy going. And if I do get have a bride that's a bit pedantic about how she wants her makeup, that's fine because I have faith in my ability to, to, to do that for her. Yeah. Um so yeah. Excellent, excellent. Well uh, I think that rounds off those questions. I can't really think of any more um in terms of um what a, a specific client would ask you. Mm. Um and you covered pretty much a lot of other questions I was gonna but, ask you today. Yeah. Um the one the, the next thing I, I like to do is give a bit of value for um, up and coming uh, makeup artists mm. who want to who who are thinking about getting into it. Me being a school teacher, I've mm. got a few students who are thinking about doing makeup mm. um, school and things like that. And 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 how would you how what what advice would you give someone starting out or wanting to get into it? Yeah, well, I think the really interesting thing for me, um, and a lot of people don't know this, is I'm 36 and I actually only started my business in my 30s. So, and this industry is an extremely competitive industry. There's no denying that, but I'm the proof that it doesn't matter when you start, as long as you have the passion to do it um, and and the drive to do it. Um, it's not easy, particularly in the beginning, like any business, you, you, you know, you don't realize all the work that's involved because, you know, you create a website and then you have social media and then you, I'm, I do all the admin and all the invoicing. And there's a lot that happens behind the scenes. Um, but if your drive is there, and I think also this industry is very much like, yes, talent is extremely important. Like, yes, technique is extremely important, but people will buy you. So if you are confident in, within yourself, if you're a people person, that's going to, that's going to help you immensely because people will feel comfortable with you. You know, if you have a professional, um, outlook, um, and you've got all the things, you know, you've, you've got your constant form and you, you're asking the right questions and you make them feel comfortable, then your business will organically grow. Um, and if it's not easy in the beginning and, you know, practice makes perfect, but as soon as you have those few clients and you start getting little reviews, you know, join all the Facebook pages, um, do TFP, which is time for print, which is basically free photo shoots with photographers, models, um, you know, do all those things because nothing comes for free. You have to put the work in. Um, but if you're passionate enough about it and you love your job, then you'll business will organically grow but if you're only half-hearted in it or half if you're only in it halfway 
it's not like you might have some success, but it's not going to grow. You, you have to be the driving force behind that. So, um, so yeah, it's competitive, but um, if you put yourself out there, you will get results. I love that. That's that's the best answer. Yeah, that is absolutely the best answer. Thank you. <laughs> I could use that in so many different places. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, to to round it off, um, I normally like to uh, ask you one final question. Mm. If it was, if you were to give advice to your brides about anything for their wedding day, mm. anything at all. You can even relate it to something that you wish you did on your wedding day. What would it be? Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I always said in my bride, well, one thing that I always notice with my brides is that on their wedding day, they're very calm. They're very calm. So it's actually not advice that I give on the day. This is actually advice I give before. So when I'm doing the trial, for example, I go, I know that everything's hectic and you're so stressed. I was like, but I promise you on the day, you're going to be so calm. And I think that reassures them that it's all going to be okay. And then when it comes to the day, I go, look how calm you are. And you're like, yeah, you were right. Like you said to me that it would be just be fine. And, and it is. Um, and the other advice I say to them um, is just remember to take time, you and your husband by yourselves. Um, yeah, it's really important to, to do that and to take it all in because the day just goes by so quickly. I sneak that in. That's my mm. biggest piece of advice to them. And you know when the, the best moment is for them to soak it in? Mm. It's the portrait time. Yeah, because that's when they're alone yeah, together. The bridal party goes away. Mm. Go have some drinks in the corner somewhere. Mm. And it's just me and those two mm. doing their own thing. And I don't want to pose them too much. Mm. I'm just like, guys, just walk through have this a chat. setting, yeah. have a chat. Cute. I'd like you to hold your hands this way and walk in this direction. Look around you, look at each other, lean against each other, you know, and, yeah, and just amazing. chat. And, yeah. just chat, and it works so well. Yeah. And then they go, oh, my God, that one hour or so mm. they get to themselves. By the time the, the wedding's finished, the day's mm. over, that one hour, it's the first conversation they have as, mm. like, as man and wife, yeah. you know, yeah, husband yeah, and wife. And, and that's a really good piece Very of Very special for you as well to, yeah. to have that, experience yeah. that with them. It's, it, it is cool. Every single time mm. I'm, like, right, doing like this, I keep a perimeter around them. And I'm just like trying not to get too close. Mm. And then when I, sometimes I can, they can hear me go, oh, yes, because I got the, I got the shot. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's really good. Piece of <laughs> and they're giggling, they're like, oh, someone else is here. Oh, it's the photographer. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Well, thank you so much for coming in today. No problem. Uh, I look forward to uh, seeing you again uh, for, for many more times to come, um, in particular, end of November when you're doing. Uh, Sabine. Sabine's, Although I won't see you, uh, but I'll be thinking of you. I'll see Sabine. Okay. Will you be there? Will I'll you be at the prep? Uh, I'll be I'll be at the venue. You'll be at the venue, but not the prep. But not the prep. No, yeah. I'll be in another room and I just have to put my clothes on. I know. Splash some perfume on and away I go. <laughs> and then I'll just be waiting a couple of hours. <laughs> oh, well, she's so gorgeous. It'll be the most amazing day. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, if you want to hit up Lindsay, how can I find you? How can someone find you? Yep. So um, I have Facebook, Instagram and a website. So it's... Uh, Starlet concept. So that's www.starlet, like Hollywood Starlet, S T A R L E T, concepts.com. Um, the same for Instagram at Starlet Concepts. And then Facebook is Starlet Concepts. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Well, she's booked out 12 months. So if you like what you uh, have heard today, 
then you better start uh, sliding into her DMs if you're thinking about getting married. Email, please. (laughs) Don't slide in my DMs. Email. (laughs) Email. Perfect. Perfect. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, I look forward to uh, hearing your feedback. And if you have uh, any questions for myself or any guests on the show, please feel free to slide into my DMs. I don't mind. (laughs) All right. Thanks again, Lindsay. Thank you. Thanks, Ev. Thanks for having me. You have been listening to the Perth Wedding Minds podcast. We appreciate your time and hope to have brought you value. If you would like a question answered or become a guest on the show, email in on weddingmindspodcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you.